Hello and welcome to the Unleash Pain Freedom Podcast. I am your host, Katie Sutton, and I am a rehabilitation specialist and master neuro coach specializing in pain specifically. 100% of us experience pain at some point in our lives, yet we are not told what pain is, why we have it, or how to navigate through it. Without this vital information, it keeps us stuck in the vicious pain cycle. This is where I come in. My job is to educate and inform you about all things pain so you can feel empowered to know how to navigate pain when it comes about. This is how you break the cycle and reclaim your life from pain. Without further ado, let's go ahead and start breaking out of the pain cycle today. In this episode of Pain Explained, I'm going to be exposing the truth about pain because we have been fed a lot of misinformation and that misinformation has actually been keeping us stuck in pain. So during this episode, I'm going to explain to you what pain is, how it works, why we have it, and why this information is so critical and valuable to help you navigate pain when it comes about. This information is a game changer and it was a huge game changer for me when I was going through my chronic pain episodes. Honestly, if I had known this information earlier, I would not have been stuck in pain for seven miserable years. And this is why I am sharing it with you today in this podcast. That way it's available to everybody because this information can literally change the game. It's changed the game for me. I've seen it with my family members and I have seen it with many of my clients that I've worked with using these different techniques. So this information that I am sharing was actually something that I did in a five-part audio series, and now I want it to be more available to people. That way they have access to this information because honestly, you do not have to settle in pain. You don't have to stay stuck in pain. And the way that the medical and health industry is going about educating us on pain is not what is going to keep us out of pain. It's going to keep us stuck in the vicious cycle. So I want to help you to start breaking out of the pain cycle today. And one of the first ways to do that is to expand your awareness, to give you the education and knowledge about pain. That way you can decide how you want to move forward and to recognize the patterns that may be keeping you stuck in your own vicious pain cycle. So awareness is the key because if we are not aware of the patterns or the things that keep us stuck in the vicious pain cycle, and if we don't know what pain is or how it works, we don't necessarily know what to change. We don't know how to repivot. And so that can keep us feeling like we're stuck, like we're hopeless, like we just have to deal with this for the rest of our lives and we can't live the lives that we want to live. Well, I'm just gonna burst that bubble right there because it's not true. I am living proof of it. My clients that I work with are living proof and some of my family members are coming to this realization as well. So it's really, really cool and I get super passionate about it. So this is why I'm here. It's meant to inform you so you can start breaking out of the pain cycle. Literally by you just listening to this podcast episode, you are breaking out of the pain cycle because you're being fed different information to make a change. Because when we are told, oh, just continue to do the same thing over and over and over again, yet we are still in pain and we're not finding the true relief that we want from it, yet we're told, just keep doing it. It should eventually work. This should work, but it's not. 
I mean, isn't that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result or a different outcome? No, we're not going to play the insanity game because I played that game. I've seen a lot of my clients go through that and I see my family members go through that all the time. No, in order to break out of the pain cycle, you need to look at things in a totally different way. And that willingness to be open to a different perspective can bring you a different outcome. It can bring you a different result. It can give you a different perspective on how to shift out of that pain because pain is not fun. But you also need to realize that pain is going to keep you in that narrow, closed-minded when it comes to seeing things in a different way. And so if you can recognize that and have that awareness, you're gonna be like, oh, okay, well, this is trying to keep me stuck in that same cycle. I recognize this, and now I'm going to choose how to navigate through this because it all comes down to a decision that you get to make for yourself. I personally can't make that decision for you, And I want to empower you with this information to have the trust within yourself and within your body and your capability to decide that you're going to break the pain cycle and you're going to get out of this so you can find the true relief and step into that pain freedom that I teach and guide my clients through. So that's my little soapbox spiel for the beginning, but let's go ahead. Let's just dive in on what the heck pain is. So Pain is our body's natural warning system. It exists to protect and to save our lives. It is a danger detection system. Its main purpose is to keep us safe and alive, which is another thing that the brain is trained and designed to do. Our brain's main purpose is to keep us safe in what is familiar. So with pain, we have it because it's a protective, it's a survival mechanism. However, it is also extremely adaptive to the environment, not only the external environment, but also our internal environment. An example that works really well with this is a hot stove. Say you put your hand on the stove top and you start to feel burning sensations. And so that's sending signals up to your brain being like, hey, there's a threat here. This could be incredibly dangerous. So it signals pain pain out to your body and you feel a pain sensation. So that is giving you information to take your hand off of the stove. That way you don't get third degree burns. That way your hand can still be functional and you can get away from this potential threat. So a lot of people have, you know, kind of joked around and have said, oh, well, I I wish that I could never, ever feel pain. That may seem like an amazing thing, but in reality, those people that do not have a pain sensation or don't have an alert warning system, which is true, and some people don't necessarily have this this built-in warning system within them, they actually don't live as long. Research and studies have been done that people without a warning system built in when it comes to pain don't live as long. Going back to that stovetop example, if that person that doesn't have a pain response, they're going to keep their hand on the stove and it's going to stay there because they're not having the burning sensations. Messages are not going up through the nervous system, the spinal cord to the brain to let you know that, hey, you should probably take your hand off. So they're going to end up with 
severe burns and then probably lose the functionality of their hand and it may need to be amputated and then that can affect the quality of their life. So there is a purpose for pain to be here. However, when we are told that, oh, we're having pain or we're experiencing pain on some level, we automatically assume that it is tied to something that is broken or damaged within us. And that is just not true. It is a big myth because I'm going to explain that more and more as we go into this. But Right now, pain is incredibly adaptive. It is going to be taking in all of the information from your internal, your external environment. It's also going to take things from your past, some trauma that you may have experienced, and what is going on in your life right now, like different stresses. And so when we are aware that pain is adaptive, it means that it can shift, it can change, which also indicates that pain is not permanent and we can change pain. So the biggest way to go about change is to treat pain and look at it in a biopsychosocial way. You're going to hear me say biopsychosocial all the time because it's literally the key to help us to treat pain at the source and to get to the root cause of what is keeping you stuck in the pain cycle. And so Pain is sold to us purely as a physical, biological issue that is going about. It is tied to genetics and tissue damage and injury and surgery and that types of thing. It, it is connected to the body on a physical level. So there's actually three sources of pain. And I want you to keep in mind that pain is adaptive. It is going to be adaptive to these three sources. So the first source is going to be biological. So this, again, is how we have been treating pain for years, for decades. And so that's going to be tied to genetics, tissue, and damage, and system dysfunction, immune issues, sleep, diet, exercise, pills, procedures, surgery, that kind of thing. That's all of the biological part of it. Now, there is another component that is also adaptive when it comes to pain is psychological things that are going on. This is going to be dealing with your emotions and your thoughts because thoughts affect how you feel. And the things that you think about have an effect on how your body feels 100% of the time. And so this can be tied to trauma or past experiences. There have also been studies shown through neuroscience that a thought is going to trigger an emotion. And so if we are not looking at that, we are missing a huge component when it comes to pain because this can be tied to memories of trauma and trauma definitely has a tendency to amplify the pain dial. Emotions affect how our bodies feel. I mean, when you are in a state of depression or sadness, your body has a tendency to feel a lot heavier or to feel more sore. And so this is going to lead into the third source of pain, which is the social aspects of it. And so this is where we have like a biological reaction is something that is going to affect how we think and feel about it, which is going to then affect how we behave on a social level. So the social aspect of pain is going to include your status, your access to care, 
race and your ethnicity, your friends, your family? Are you being supported? Are you dealing with toxic relationships? Are you feeling isolated? How are you dealing? How are you coping with things? So these three sources are what I consider the pain bubbles. So if you drew these three circles on a paper of biological, psychological, and social, and the place where they all interconnect, that is where pain lives. That is where pain is. And all of the root causes and sources are going to be the biopsychosocial all contributing at once. All three of these pain bubbles are always acting and contributing to pain to either turn up the pain volume or to turn it down. If we do not address all three of these pain bubbles, you are not going to treat pain. Your pain is just going to stay the same. And so this brings me to mistreating pain. We have been mistreating pain for years, for decades. And this is because we have only been treating one part of the pain recipe, which is just the biological aspects of it. When we only treat the biological aspects of pain, you are missing two-thirds of the pain recipe. You're missing the psychological and social aspects of it because how you think is going to affect how you feel, which is going to affect how you behave. All of these things need to be looked at if you are wanting to find actual true relief when it comes to pain. And so if we're missing those components, you're going to mistreat pain all the time. And so there are some big ways that we have been mistreating pain for years. Number one is going to be tied to poor pain education. Medical schools are not giving pain education to medical professionals, which is very, very ironic to me because when we are working in a medical setting, they are dealing with pain on all levels. We have a broken system when it comes to pain education. There have been studies shown, and I listened to this in a podcast called called Ologies, and it was with a psychotherapist, Rachel Zoffness, where she said that 96% of medical schools that include nursing and psychology and doctorates, they are not being educated and 96% of them are receiving zero pain education. I can speak on behalf of my own education when I went through college and went through schooling I didn't receive any type of pain education I only was taught how to treat things on a biological level and so none of us were taught on a non-pharmological way on how to actually treat pain at the source we're only taught one third of how to work with patients and clients that are experiencing extreme pain so when we have this broken system and we're not being educated yeah we're gonna mistreat pain and so this leads to having medication being the only answer but when medicine is not working and we're told that this is the only option, we often feel very defeated and hopeless that the situation can actually change because they're going about it in a pharmaceutical type of way. When it comes to pain, it's about treating it in a holistic 
approach and about treating it as a whole. And so if we're missing these huge components of the psychological and social, yeah, we're mistreating pain on a big level. We're totally missing the mark. And it wasn't until 2020 that the definition of pain actually changed. And this definition had not been changed in over four decades, which is really, really mind boggling to me because of all the research that has been coming out. So the old definition of pain is defined as an unpleasant sensory associated with actual tissue damage. Now, up until 2020, it is now defined as an unpleasant sensory and or emotional experience associated or not associated with actual tissue damage. So this pain definition is still very new. And things are not necessarily coming to light until like the epidemic was coming about. And so the way that we have been navigating pain is through a broken system that has not been educated. And when pain education is actually taught in medical schools, it equips the medical professional to actually treat the patient and the client as a whole. So when it comes to pain and how it works is that pain starts in the brain. Pain is created in the brain. Pain is not pain until it reaches the brain. So for an example with this is phantom limb pain. So if somebody has a limb amputated for whatever reason, there has been research shown that people who have had amputations can still feel their limb on some level, even though it is not physically there. There are no nerve endings, no tendons, no muscular skeletal structure that is attached to this limb any longer, but they are still experiencing sensations. They're still experiencing pain on some level. And so if they're experiencing pain in a place where they don't necessarily have a limb, it has to mean that pain is produced elsewhere because pain can't just live exclusively in the body, which is where the brain comes into play. Everything starts with the brain. And going back to the stovetop example, when you're actually touching a hot stove, you're getting messages sent up to the brain through your your spinal cord. And what it's doing is it's sending you out feedback information from the information that it was just given from the external environment. And it's telling you to take your hand off the stove because there is a potential threat. There is a danger. This is how it is connected to your brain. The pain signals that are going on through your body are designed to keep us alert, to get attention back to ourselves because its main purpose is to keep us safe. Same thing with the brain. The brain's main job is to keep us safe in what it knows. And so if you had an experience where you had a lot of pain, your brain is going to keep that in a memory bank and it's going to remind you every time you come up to a situation that feels very, very similar to that pain experience that you had, which is why pain is so, so unique and individualized to the person that is experiencing it because pain is going to pull your past experiences, your past trauma, your past pain memories into your bank, which is going to then wire and condition your brain and your nervous system to operate in a particular way. So 
when it comes to chronic pain, this means that pain is wired in the nervous system and in the brain. And the way that things get wired into the brain and nervous system is through repetition. It's through practice. And if we are practicing something like an instrument or a skill or a sport, the more and more that you do it, the easier that it becomes to the point where it just becomes super automatic, where you don't have to really, really focus and have all of your attention on it. It's just something that happens. Well, that is how pain gets wired. That is how the brain wires in the subconscious. That is how your nervous system becomes sensitized to pain in your environment, whether it's internal or external. It's all through repetition. And so when it comes to chronic pain, chronic pain becomes chronic after three months of continued pain. And it usually starts with like an injury of some sort. And I also want you to know that pain is considered a traumatic experience to the body and to the brain. And so your brain wants to make a mental note of that to keep you safe from experiencing even more pain. However, when you are continuously practicing the vicious pain cycle that is keeping you stuck in that same loop, it's causing you to be in more pain, which is kind of counterintuitive. And I won't go too much into it today. It'll probably be on one of the psychological episodes, either the emotional or mental side of pain. So, but for now, what I want you to just take away is that pain is something that you practice over and over and over again. And we don't often realize that we practice it, which is again, why I am bringing this knowledge and information to your attention. That way you can understand and how it is actually working. And again, pain is not pain until it reaches the brain. So these pathways that we have within our brain and within our nervous system they are like muscles. And the more and more that we use them, the more and more that they get stronger, like a muscle. And so with the practice repetition, the pain neuropathways get to be really, really strong. And so when you practice pain over time, it actually causes you to be more sensitive on a neurological level. And when the brain receives input from the body, it has to interpret it as something really dangerous based on how you are practicing pain in your unique cycle, your unique way. So this is another reason why I don't necessarily agree with cookie cutter approaches when it comes to treating pain, because even though it's biopsychosocial, those three bubbles can be filled with totally different things than the person standing right next to you. It's going to be different for me as it's going to be different for you. So you know, the, the pain bubbles give you a guideline on what to fill in, but what you fill in is very personalized and specific to you and your situations on how you see the world. But just understand that pain is going to start in the brain. And if you are not treating the brain, you're not going to treat pain, which is why I am so passionate about sharing and geeking out about neurosciences because when I truly understood how my brain was wired and how it interacted with my nervous system, that's really when I started to find true relief. And so when it comes to the brain 
creating pain, this is actually a good sign. And no, I'm not going to just tell you that you just need to think more positively and just think happy thoughts and then your pain will go away. To a certain extent, yes, positive thinking is going to dramatically affect how your pain levels are. But I also can go on a tangent on toxic positivity and how that can affect you on a mental and emotional level. And I will go more into that on the psychological episode of pain. There actually will be two parts of it. So keep an eye out on that. But for now, pain starts in the brain and the brain has something called neuroplasticity, which means that it's plastic, which means that it's moldable and that it can change and it can adapt. Again, going back to the beginning where pain is adaptive, pain is a request for change. Change is the name of the game when it comes to pain and the brain. Just sounded like Dr. Seuss right there with all of the rhyming, but it's true. It's legit. And so with the neuroplasticity, it means that pain is treatable. This means that you can actually break the cycle by going after thoughts, emotions, and behaviors, which means you're addressing all of the different pain bubbles that are unique to you. So I hope that this gives you hope on treating your pain and that it is possible to break out of the pain cycle. It's learning how to understand how your brain works, how your nervous system is operating, and learning how those interconnect with each other. Right now in this episode, I'm giving you that awareness on how pain works, why we have it, and what the heck it is. That way you can move forward to understand your own pain cycle. Because again, it starts with awareness. And when you're aware, that's when you can make that empowered decision and choice to continue to repeat the same cycle. You don't have to. And I'm also going to include a little bonus with this. So I am now doing a weekly pain tip. And the way that you can get access to this is to join my email list. I'm going to be sending out an a free pain freedom tip that you can utilize right there and then. And what it's going to do is it's going to help you to start breaking out of the pain cycle. It's going to help you to start navigating your pain cycle. And since your brain is plastic, it's going to help you mold and change your brain to not be so wired and equipped to stay stuck in that vicious pain cycle. You are going to actually start to break out of the vicious pain cycle and wire and encode your brain and your nervous system to operate in freedom mode, in pain freedom mode. So go ahead, you can, I'll I'll put a link down below, that way you can join the email list, so that way you can get a weekly pain freedom tip. And this is going to be in correlation with the episodes that I'm going to be dropping because I wanna make sure that you're equipped and they're super simple things that you can do right there and then. That way you can start to get true relief because, hey, nobody likes to be in pain. But if you know what the request of change is, that your body is requesting when it comes up with a pain flare-up, that's when you can take your true power back. So that wraps up Pain Explained. 
Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode and for expanding your own pain awareness. Every time you listen to this podcast, you are building new neural pathways in the brain to break out of the vicious pain cycle. If this episode served you in any way, I ask that you share it with somebody who you think would benefit so they can start breaking out of their unique pain cycle today. When we are educated and informed about pain, we are equipped and empowered to get out and stay out of pain. If you have any questions or thoughts, I'm here to help. You can direct message me on Instagram at the Katie Sutton. I'd be happy to personally connect with you so you can start unleashing pain freedom today.